Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has made us human beings. He has given us many abilities, abilities through the five senses, our limbs, our organs, abilities through the mind, yaqal, and other abilities. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala provides everything for human beings they need in order to procure guidance. Hidayah. What is Hidayah? Hidayah is guidance on a right path, true guidance. Human beings are always making choices in life every day. Every day we make choices. Should I buy this, not buy this? Should I do this, not do this? Should I engage with this person, not engage? So human beings are given the means by which they may receive guidance and they are also given this ability to choose. They choose this way or this way. So whichever way you choose, you will be held responsible for making that choice. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does not force anyone to make a choice. Once the choice is made, then the human being is responsible for the effects and the consequences of that choice. This is how Allah bandages His command in this world. And uh, whatever choice we make, uh, we will see the fruits of that choice in both worlds, this world and the world hereafter. We have a choice whether to pray or not to pray, whether to eat halal or not to eat halal, whether to have good ties with people or not to have good ties. It's all in your niyyah, it's all in your choice, your ikhtiyar, uh, as they say. So the understanding of Islam is that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does not force anyone to make any choice. Insan makes his choice and then runs with it or walks with it or falls with it, whatever the case is. Now, the reason I'm saying this is uh, because human beings have choices to make for themselves and they have choices to make for and with other people. When they make choices for themselves, that may or may not impact others directly or indirectly. But when they make choices with and for other people, then you're talking about a community, a society, a civilization. And this is how you must see the way Sharia works. That Sharia works on Hukukullah and Hukukul Ibad, the rights of Allah and the rights of people. The word haq or hukuk in Arabic has several meanings, uh, unlike the way you might want to translate it in English. In English it means right, as opposed to something that is not a right. And so, on. so we see Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants us to do things for His sake, and we do that for His sake if we make the right choice. And there are things Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants us to do, although for His sake, but it has 
applications, implications upon other human beings who are part of you, part of the community, part of the society. So in uh, early Islam, the Prophet ﷺ mentioned all of these actions in which there was huququllah and huququl ibad, the rights of Allah and the rights of people. So he said that if you uh, go to sleep, uh, for instance, knowing that your neighbor is hungry, knowing that your neighbor is hungry, then you don't have iman. You don't have faith. Because you're not providing for someone who's living close to you, next to you, as your neighbor. So now you have a choice. The choice is, you can be kind to your neighbor, go and give him some food, or you can not be kind to your neighbor and just go to sleep knowing that he's in hunger. This is how the Prophet ﷺ now related this social act with Iman, with Islam. That part of a Muslim's duty is to serve Allah by serving other human beings, known as khidmah, known as service, and so on. So now, you may have prayed, Isha, but if you did not feed your neighbor, then there's something wrong with you. And this is in the instructions of Islam that we as Muslims take care of each other. This mutual companionship, mutual compassion, mutual respect goes a long way. And the way to do that is to show compassion and show respect. So the Prophet wanted to develop a community that understood and appreciated that their lives are built around the ability to make a choice. You can make a choice. You can do this. Or you can choose not to do it. But at the same time, it will be impacting the society if you don't choose the right choice. Now, creating a neighborhood and a community and a society is part of our Islamic ideology and our Islamic theory and so on. But the way we must approach it is from the point of view of Iman, not from the point of view of social justice. It's about your niyyah, your intention, and it's about the choice you make. <coughs> As I have said several times before, that when we are kind to our neighbor, it is because the Prophet ﷺ wanted us to be kind to our neighbor. It is because we believe in Allah and the last day that we are kind to our neighbors. It is because we anticipate and hope for reward from Allah on the day of judgment for doing this work, meaning the work we do and the choice we do is to be calculated in the akhirah, in the hereafter, not in this world. So now your neighbor may need food, and you give him food, so his need has been served, and his need has been fulfilled. But you still have another need. That need is that you want to be rewarded for this act on the Day of Judgment. This is what compels you 
as a Muslim, this is what makes you different from non-Muslims. That a non-Muslim will help, and they should help. And we should also help, but we should help more. But more than that, our niyyah has to be very different. The choice we make must be on the niyyah, because the niyyah is also our choice. We can make a good niyyah, <coughs> and we can make a bad niyyah. So we may make this niyyah that I want to help my neighbor and that's the end of the story. Or we may make this niyyah that I want to help my neighbor in the hope that Allah will reward me. Which is futuristic. Which is visionary. Because you're thinking about something on the other side. You're not limiting your niyyah to what happens in the world. And if you limit your niyyah to what happens in the world, then you are secular. Then you have a secular understanding of Islam, which is incorrect. So we must ask ourselves every day that we make so many choices every day. Why do we make the choice we make? First and foremost, the choice we make must be halal in the eyes of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It must not be haram. That's a no-brainer for every Muslim. Every Muslim understands and appreciates this. But more than that, when we make the choice in making the niyyah, then we must exercise that choice very carefully. Is my niyyah to please Allah and to expect reward from Allah? This, by the way, expecting reward from Allah is very Islamic. Some people say, you must do things just to please Allah, and uh, whatever. So the hadith says otherwise. The hadith includes imanan wa ihtisaban, both. Based on your iman and your anticipating reward, ihtisab. That you want Allah to reward you for this. is both. Not just one. Some people say it's just to please Allah. That's fine. But Allah's pleasure will be displayed on the day of judgment by what? How is he going to show you his pleasure? He's going to show you his pleasure by giving you reward. So now you make intention and niyyah for both. You're pleasing Allah and you're hoping for reward. And the reward is everlasting. The reward is everlasting. If you make the knee, I want to help my neighbor and feed somebody, then that reward is very limited. It'll take care of him for six hours, 12 hours, maybe a week, or whatever. Whatever amount of food you want to give him. But beyond that, there's nothing. But if you make the niyyah Allah wants to reward Allah, that you want Allah to reward you, then that niyyah is eternal. Because in Jannah, you will be continuously rewarded for that act and for that deed. So by giving your neighbor a cup of water, milk, or some food, you will receive eternal reward. So now, this is why the, 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 the Islamic theory and principle works, that through one act, your choice that you make, uh, you have a choice to help your neighbor or not to help your neighbor. That's one choice. 
If you decide to help your neighbor, then you have another choice to make, and that is in your niyyah. What is your intention to help your neighbor? If it is just to help the neighbor and fulfill his need, then that is very limited, it's very secular. That is not the purpose of deen. The purpose of deen is to help you help yourself on the day of judgment. That's the purpose of deen. That we want you, Allah is saying, we want you to receive reward from the hands of the angels and the hands of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala on the day of judgment. So you carry this reward into Jannah. And once you're in Jannah, the reward of that one act will be eternal, everlasting, everlasting. So we see that when you understand Islam, the way the Prophet ﷺ wanted us to understand and the way the Sahaba understood because the Sahaba also had this feeling. So the Prophet ﷺ mentioned in so many ahadith, iman and wahtisaban, with iman and faith in Allah at the same time, believing that Allah will reward us. It is Islamic. It is not un-Islamic. And it is not non-Islamic to anticipate reward, especially from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, because when Allah rewards you, subhanAllah, Allah Akbar, it will be without any hisab, bighayr hisab, and it will last forever, it will be eternal. So this is the way a Muslim is going to uh, appropriate his life, understand his life. Every day I make choices. If I make the right choice, then I will see the fruits. And if I make the wrong choice, I will see the consequences, either in this world or the world hereafter. So that's the first test. The second test is in the niya. What kind of niya do I make? If I make the right niya, comprehensive, wholesome, and holistic, according to the sunnah of the Prophet ﷺ, this will make me Islamic, and this will make me a better Muslim than the one who simply says, I want to do this because I want to help someone. Helping someone is only a means for us to receive reward from Allah on the Day of Judgment. So that comes back to us. Whoever sacrifices, he sacrifices for himself. Because the reward will come back to him. The reward doesn't go to Allah. Allah doesn't need the reward. Nor does he need you to act. This is all about you. So when we appreciate Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, his word, and the Prophet sallallahu words, and the, uh, the moral living example of the Sahaba, then we see now that Islamic is such a dynamic religion that for one small deed, you can reap the benefit of that deed eternally. Eternally means you're visionary. Well, when, when we talk about a visionary, a visionary is somebody who thinks five years ahead, 10 years ahead, 20 years ahead, 50 years ahead, 100 years ahead. But a Muslim, by definition, is a visionary. Why? Because he's thinking about the Akhirah. By definition, you have to be a visionary because you're thinking about something after death. You're crossing the bridge of death and you're going beyond that into eternity. So my dear brothers and sisters, you understand Muslims are supposed to be visionaries. Why? Because you're thinking about after death. 
You're thinking about your life and your reward in eternity in Jannah. This makes you a visionary in the eyes of Allah, in the eyes of the Rasul. But what happens? Because we unfortunately are so uh, impressed by a secular understanding that the world works this way, we fail to become visionaries. And we say it's about helping people. Islam is peace. That doesn't mean that. What it means is that Ibrahim forecasted through his dua that the Prophet will come and he will take care of the Haram and the Kaaba, which is thousands of years before his time. And he made the dua. He made the dua, whatever that dua is. Thousands of years before the Prophet came, Ibrahim made a dua for the Prophet to come and then take care of the Kaaba and the Haram, which he did. Thousands of years. Now you see that Ibrahim is a visionary. And the Prophet said, I am the result of Ibrahim dua. He acknowledged the dua of his grandfather Ibrahim. I am the result of Ibrahim dua. So in this world, being a visionary means that you can think further than your nose. You can plan for tomorrow. While 401ks are retirement and pension plans and funds, all of that is visionary. Why? Because we're thinking 20 years ahead, 30 years, 40 years. But when the Prophet said, think about death, what's he doing? He is not making you morbid. And people say, why are you talking about death all the time? He's not making you morbid. He's not saying that you have to think about death this way. Think about death as a visionary that you want to take forward and send forward like you send your money to your 401k and your pension plan. Send it forward. The Quran says, send your reward forward so that you meet your reward after death, on the day of judgment, where Allah will reward you, that is being a visionary. So now, what you have done is have, you have de-secularized your understanding of Islam, which is what it's supposed to be. The Sahaba were geniuses because they always thought about the hereafter. Always thought. Super geniuses. Abu Ayyub Ansari. Allah Obviously, we know where he's buried, Istanbul. He was in the path of Allah as an old man. He was not the leader. As an old man, he told the commander-in-chief that if I die, then take me to the last place where you camp. Don't bury me where I die. Bury me in the last place of your destination, which was Istanbul. So they said, okay, fine. So we'll see ya. Something he wants us to do. But then they were intrigued. They asked, why are you saying this? He said, because on the day of judgment, if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala asks me, oh boy, you, what have you done? I will say, Ya Rasulullah, ya, ya Allah, I made sure that my body traveled in the path of Allah, and I also made sure that my body after death also traveled in the path of Allah. 
ingenious thinking that I want to be a shaheed, a shaheed or I want to be a shahid, a witness on the day of judgment that my body traveled post-mortem in the path of Allah so you can reward me also for that period in which my body traveled as a corpse. That is called being a visionary and that's how Istanbul became Istanbul because of the niyyah of this one man. Abu Ayyub Ansari, that was his vision, that he wants Muslims not to be limited to this dunya, this uh, secular world. He wants Muslims to go into the Akhirah so that they may rejoice and be happy with the eternal reward in Jannah that Allah gives us. So the, 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 the basic message is that we all make choices. The choice which is halal is much better than the choice of haram. And then when we make our niyyah, our niyyah has to be for the akhirah. Our niyyah has to be for eternal reward from the hands of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. May Allah accept and give us all tawfiq. Ameen.